Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It is episode 138, and I'm telling you, I'm beginning to gear up to reopen the doors on the subscription membership site at Widow Coaching Center. Dot com. So if you are interested in that, if you're on my wait list, pay attention. I'm going to start sending out some more emails. You may see emails coming from me. It's not something that I do regularly. I, I don't like to bombard people with emails because I know what that's like. But this is important because I'm going to be doing a lot of Facebook Lives, some free challenges, some really good stuff planned building up to opening the doors on that subscription membership. So if you're thinking about it, it's worth every penny, you guys. You, you need to just jump at it and do it. I was speaking with a couple of members yesterday. Um, I love getting feedback from my members. I love hearing the way that the videos that drop in each month to step you through this new journey in your life is helping them so much in making that journey, in making changes. Um, I was speaking to a member just yesterday about the weight loss. There's a bonus on the site. Um, the whole site is really stepping you through your journey as a widow and helping you move through to a place where you are looking forward to a new future and loving your life again. It really can happen. Trust me, it can happen. You don't have to be miserable forever. Of course, we mourn our husbands. Of course, we're sad they died. But it doesn't mean that we give up on life entirely. They would not want that for us. One of the bonuses in there, which is what I was just getting to, is actually the six-month stopover eating program that I used to teach before I began coaching widows, before I became the widow coach. I started out coaching stopover eating. It's something else I'm really passionate about. And I just spoke with one of my subscription members in the Widow Coaching Center. She's been going through those monthly videos for the stopover eating program, as well as the widow videos. And she has lost 30 pounds. What? That is so amazing. I'm like so happy for her. What a thing. She started just really paying attention, feeding herself right. She knows what it is she needs to be eating. She knows what takes care of her body. And she's just been doing it. And oh my gosh, I am so thrilled for her. What a difference that must feel like. So... My topic on this, and that's a little connected to losing 30 pounds because it really changes how you see yourself, right? I'm not coaching weight loss on this podcast episode though, but I do want to address that question that I received 
from one of you listeners. And that was, it wasn't really a question. She just responded saying, I want to change how I see myself. And oh my gosh, that just spoke directly to my heart because I want to change how you see yourself too. It's one of the reasons I started doing this podcast. I wanted something in the world as a podcast for widows, because at the time I launched this, there was nothing, nothing out there. And I do want to help you change how you see yourself, because I don't want any widow seeing herself as someone to be pitied, as hopeless, as a loser in any way. I don't want you to see yourself as someone whose life is over, someone who's just getting through the day each day until she dies. That is not how I want you to see yourself. Let's change how you see yourself and let's talk about how that happens. On my last episode, I just mentioned the podcast that I did several years ago on post-traumatic growth and recommended y'all go listen to it again. If you haven't, it's episode number 18 and it's very worthwhile because it was such an eye-opening concept for me. The day that I realized, I knew I had been in a state of shock. And as I began to talk to more and more widows and began coaching widows, I really began to realize that almost every widow I talked to experienced some level of post-traumatic stress disorder. We think of that like soldiers coming back from Vietnam, um, you know, people who are witness to horrendous things like the towers being uh, crumbled in Manhattan on 9-11, post-traumatic stress disorder. Widows experience that to some level, a post-traumatic stress. But here's the thing I realized, I looked back after my first year and a half of being widowed and realized that I had grown through that. Like, yeah, I had that post-traumatic stress and it was trauma losing, Jim. There was a lot of trauma because for many, many reasons, right? One was he died at home, massive coronary event right there with me. He died and there was so much shock. It was unexpected. But what happened was I was able to take that fire of traumatic stress and let it fuel some amazing personal growth. And I thought, what is this? That I came out of that PTSD and just soared. And I realized it was post-traumatic growth. The trauma is what created the growth. It wasn't growth that I would have had either way. If Jim had not died when he died, I would not have experienced that level of growth. Does that mean I would want him to have died? No, (laughs) I'd still rather my husband still be here. Of course, if I could turn back time, I would do that. But the truth is part of the gift of his passing was the fact that it launched me into an entirely new life. It launched me into personal growth. And then after I did that podcast, maybe it was before the podcast, I remember I Googled trauma and growth. And I saw there were actually studies that had been done on post-traumatic growth and thought, oh my gosh, this is really a thing. This is amazing. 
So how do you change how you see yourself? How do you come up out of those ashes of loss as a phoenix and experience personal growth? Well, I'm going to talk to you about that today. Because first of all, how do you want to see yourself? Right? When you say, I want to change how I see myself, how is it you want to see yourself? Do you want to see yourself as self-sufficient? Do you want to see yourself as thinner, prettier, stronger emotionally, more capable? Do you want to see yourself as successful in your own right? That's the first job you have in this process of changing how you see yourself is to actually sit down and decide who you want to be. Who is you a year from now? Who do you want to be a year from now? Who do you want to be five years from now? I literally want you to pause this podcast, get out a notebook, and start brainstorming on who it is you want to become. When you talk to a future, sir, a future version of you, who do you want her to be? What is she like? What does she do in the mornings when she gets up? Does she eat breakfast? What does she eat for breakfast? Get really detailed about this. Who is this you in the future that you want to be? Because once you know who it is you want to be, then you can begin to change yourself. You can begin to reach towards that future vision of you to step into being her. There's a whole process for this. I teach this process. It is a before and after process. It's assessing who you are before, what you are thinking right now, what you're feeling right now that results in who you are right now. And then it is looking out to that future you a year from now, five years from now. How is she thinking? How is she feeling? What results is she creating in her life? You end up with two self-coaching models. I teach self-coaching models and we'll go deep on these self-coaching models in the Widow Coaching Center. My membership, I am teaching them how to work those models for themselves. Because you create two self-coaching models. You have the model of what you're thinking and feeling right now that's creating the results in your life that you have right now. It's like your baseline. And then you have the model of the future you that you want to become and what she's thinking. What does she feel? What does she do? What are the results? Who is she? And then you begin reaching for her. You don't become her all at once. I wish I had that magic wand, you guys. <laughs> I would be waving it over myself all the time, right? And I could wave that magic wand over you. It doesn't happen all at once. But it's a process of where you begin to step closer and closer and closer over to the model of the future you. It takes some doing, and sometimes it's not even comfortable. Our brain freaks out because now you're becoming something different, and our brain just wants to go back to what's comfortable. You know, what's comfortable is where you are right now, and it's only comfortable because this is what your brain knows and accepts. 
It's maybe not the best version of you, but it's what your brain knows and accepts and it wants to stay there. So every time you start to grow towards future you, your brain gets a little uncomfortable and you have to know that you can allow that. You, and it's worth it to feel the uncomfortable stuff. What's the uncomfortable stuff as you start to step towards future you? The uncomfortable stuff is self-doubt. Who am I to think that I can become that? That's uncomfortable. Fear. When I talked about money last week, I talked about how fear paralyzes us. If you feel afraid, if you have fears, like my friends are going to look at me differently. My kids may not like it if I make these changes. And you start getting all caught up in that and you start feeling fear. That's uncomfortable. It's okay. That's the amazing part. It's okay to feel afraid. I spend a lot of my time feeling fear <laughs> because I am constantly pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. Every time I become a new version of me, I reach out and decide what the next new version of me is going to be. And I start pushing towards it. So I am always outside my comfort zone. But here's what I promise you from my own experience. When you get into those uncomfortable emotions like self-doubt, lack of confidence, fear, it's so worth feeling those things to get to where it is you want to be. So worth it. I can't even begin to express to you. I can look back on how scared I was when I went for coach certification. I was petrified. I was spending actually a lot of money for my coach certification. I had to fly all the way to California. I had to pay for a hotel room for two weeks. I was terrified. I had no income coming in, zero, zip, nothing. Yet, I look back on that and the discomfort of the fear and the self-doubt, all of it, and now I can say, oh my gosh, it's so worth it because you grow. You grow into who it is. You change how you see yourself. You take a chance on you. And the way you grow into that new version of yourself is by letting go of the old version, which is also scary. It's letting the old version of you kind of die. It's breaking the habits that all of the current you does, right? There was a book I read about it that I loved. It was called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Breaking a habit is always uncomfortable. I promise you, when I quit smoking, it was uncomfortable for sure. It was breaking a habit. So if you're going to break the habit of being who you are now and start building the new habits of the future you, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's worth it. And looking at habits is a great way of starting to step into who you want to become and begin to change how you see yourself. I like to call it habit stacking because here's what you can do. You can say, I want to add a new habit where as soon as I get out of bed, I'm going to get in the shower, I'm going to get dressed, I'm going to put on some makeup because I've been like just dragging myself out of bed, pulling the covers over my head. There are mornings I don't even want to get out of bed since he died. I get it. I get it. 
but you can create the new habits, especially if you can key those habits into habits that you already have. If you can sandwich a new habit between two old habits, that's really powerful. Like maybe you have a habit of you get out of bed, you go to the bathroom, then you come back and you make your bed. Your new habit stack would be you get out of bed, you go to the bathroom, because we always have to run in there, <laughs> right? When we first get up, you get out of bed, you go to the bathroom. When you finish going to the bathroom, you get in the shower and you take a quick shower and you dry off and maybe you get the blow dryer out, you blow dry your hair and then you go in the bedroom and you make your bed. Yeah, new habit stack. And now that you're dried out of the shower and you've made your bed, you're going to go ahead and get dressed because you no longer have your pajamas on to wallow around in. So now you've just created a new habit stack. You are now a person who gets out of bed, goes potty, jumps in the shower, dries off, blow dries your hair, makes your bed, gets dressed. Do you see how that happens? So you can create entirely new habit stacks that support this future, future version of yourself. If your future version is like put together and ready to face the day before she even walks into the kitchen to have coffee, that's the beginning of it. The next habit stack is once you get dressed, you go put a little makeup on and then go out to the kitchen and make your coffee, which is another normal habit that you had in the morning. You can try to create all those different habits at once, or you could just start adding to your habit stack as you go. Right? I did. And I, the interesting thing was when I was selling my house in New York and buying this house in Texas, I began planning habit stack changes I wanted to make when I got into my new environment. Because being in a new environment actually made it easier to change up some of my habit stack. It was incredible. I have a lot of my old habit stack in there. I actually don't run to the bathroom as soon as I get out of bed because I make my bed immediately. And I find if I don't run to the bathroom first, it makes me way more efficient at getting that bed made in a hurry so that I can go wee. <laughs> right? So I make my bed, go to the bathroom, shower, get dressed, put on my makeup, go to the kitchen, make my coffee. And a newer element is after I make my coffee, instead of going to my office immediately to start work, I go sit outside on my patio and I spend an hour in quiet on that patio, allowing myself to just think or read something I've been wanting to read a book or something, I give myself an hour of time before I then walk into my office and start work for the day. So it's a new habit stack. That's part of who future Joanne is. Future Joanne takes the time to allow herself to think, to create new ideas, to have new aha breakthroughs that I can share with you. It's part of my day now. I decided the very successful future me does that as part of taking care of me. So break the habit of being who you are. Decide who it is that you want to step into. If you want to change how you see yourself, 
first you have to decide how it is you want to see yourself. Write that down in detail. How do you want to see yourself? Who is future you? What's your name? Future Debbie, future Karen, future Susan, right? Just like I have future Joanne versions out there. I have a lot of future Joanne versions out there. Some of them are awesome and I'm shooting for them. Some of them not so awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid her, right? No mean to confuse the matter. We won't go there yet to multiple versions. I just want you to create the one version of future you. She's the one that when you think, I, how do I change how I see myself? You just say, that's how I want to see myself. And then we start helping you get to that version of you. It's exciting. And when you start seeing it happening, it's exciting. And someday when you are someplace that you're saying something or doing something and all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, I'm future me. It gives you the most giant goosebumps. You're like, I'm the future me that I wanted to be. And here I am. And I think this is it. I think I'm her. Then you know it's time to go home and get out your notebook and think about who is the next version of Susan, of Debbie, of Karen, of Kathy, right? Who is the next version of Joanne? And you start to write her down in detail so you can reach for her. And that's how you experience post-traumatic growth. That's how you level up. That's how you change how you see yourself. So get out there and get started. I'm so excited for you guys. I am so excited. I want to hear feedback about this when you start doing this work and be watching for when we open the doors for the subscription membership site, get in there and subscribe. I'm only going to have the doors open for about five days at the end of October. So pay attention and get yourself in there. You can go get on the wait list right now. If you go to widowcoachingcenter.com and click on the buttons, make sure you get yourself put in your name and your email to be on the wait list so that you will be one of the first to know when I open the doors on that site. Okay, you guys, I'll be talking to you next week. Get out there, find some joy in your day and start taking a step towards that future version of you, how it is that you want to see yourself. 